Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hour Two Cents podcast with MBA. I'm Jackson Hathaway, Senior Vice President of Marketing, Communication, and Member Service. We're glad you can join us for this special edition of the podcast, focusing again on the coronavirus pandemic. In this episode of the podcast, we specifically address the recently signed executive order allowing e-notary in the state of Missouri. We're joined by Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft and his Director of Business Services, Scott Clark. They discuss what led to the executive order, what we can expect in terms of a legislative approach to ensuring e-notary will last far longer than the pandemic, and the value they believe this service will continue to provide for bankers, for the public, and for businesses throughout the course of the crisis. So, in this quick-hitting edition of the podcast, we hope you find the information on eNotary and what to expect about approved vendors and process to be incredibly helpful as you find ways to implement eNotary at your bank. Enjoy. I'm Jay Ashcroft, Missouri Secretary of State. I'm an engineer, an educator, uh, also a lawyer, unfortunately. Uh, four kids and a wife, and I have the great privilege of serving as the Secretary of State. Mark Clark, I'm the Director of Business Services. I work for Secretary Ashcroft and oversee the divisional unit that um, notaries and commissions is housed in. Thank you both for joining us today. I know that bankers across the state are interested and even excited to learn more about the ability to implement eNotary for their customers and for those businesses in their communities that still want to find a way to make transactions happen, to make the economy flow throughout the period of this crisis. Last week, the governor signed the executive order authorizing eNotary in Missouri. And for those who want to read the details of the order, who want to see more about what your office is doing and find approved vendors, they can do so at your website, sos.mo.gov forward slash electronic notary. But this is a topic that's been discussed in Missouri quite a bit over the years and never received legislative approval. Why did this become such an important priority for the governor and for your office during this pandemic? Well, it's very important that we keep our economy going um, with uh, physical distancing. Uh, it's all, our economy's taken a hit, and we're looking for all the areas in which we continue to have our economy grow and, and work uh, without putting people at risk. And to have something notarized commonly required you to essentially be shoulder to shoulder with the notary that would notarize your signature. And when you look at all the different types of documents, contracts, and forms that have to be notarized for commerce to continue, we realized that we needed to find a way to allow that commerce to continue, to allow the business of the state to continue in a remote fashion. And we were thankful for the governor's help in getting that done. I will say the executive order is helpful, but it's a stopgap measure. Um, The legislation we've been trying to do for the last three years would fully revamp the notary code, would update it, would make the definitions in in one part work the same in all the other parts. Um, So we could do a much better job of this now and in the future if we get that legislation done. But as a stopgap, we hope this really helps the people of Missouri. Banks are obviously heavy users of notary services. So many transactions that we conduct in the financial services world require notary. And many are moving quickly to adopt the e-notary services that your office has allowed. So what recommendations or guidance would you give banks as they begin to move forward with the e-notary process? You know, the first thing I would say is that we have information up on our website, sos.mo.gov. Um, and we will continue to update that as more information comes up, as, as more uh, vendors are approved for this process. If uh, we may start to have more questions and, answered, and answers up there as we see more 
common questions so we can just short circuit and make it easy for people to get information. Um, I will tell you, uh, it is a little bit of a learning process to make sure it works um, and how it's needed for the state. You know, we started working on thinking about a potential executive order and how to move forward this uh, back in early February, uh, but it's just very involved, so that's why it's taken so long to make sure it would work appropriately. I think if one thing has become clear over the past several weeks, uh, as federal requirements and legislation have attempted to solve big problems in a quick way, anytime we roll out new systems, there are going to be issues, friction, tripping points that we'll discover as we use them. And the best we can do is try to solve those problems and rapidly adapt so that, as you said, commerce can continue. But with that said, in the electronic notary world, there are really two sides to the coin. There's the consumer or business side, and then there's also the notary themselves. And in the state of Missouri, we have quite a few registered notaries. And those folks are now moving into registration to become e-notaries. And I'm sure some of them are trying to understand that process. Banks are trying to explain it to them. What would you tell registered notaries about the process to become an e-notary? You know, it's, it's, it's an easy process. Right now, we would have uh, notaries go ahead and go to our website um, where we have an electronic notary application that they can fill out. It's just sos.mo.gov forward slash electronic notary, all one word, electronic notary. Uh, the, the form is pretty easy to fill out. It won't take them long, a couple minutes extra if they forget their name briefly. Um, and we will move those through quickly. What I will say is we've had a very large number of people uh, that are requesting that application and requesting information for, from us. Um, we've had several hundred in just the last week, so we will get to people as quickly as we can. Um, but, you know, it, we, we do not have a full staff of individuals here. We're bringing back people into the office so we can better serve them. But we would just request people kind of uh, if they'd be a little bit patient with us, we will get it done and the order submitted. And we are working extremely quickly to get these all done. I hear you asking for patience as the Secretary of State's office tries to work in accordance with stay-at-home orders or work-from-home policies or people in and out of the office, and that's just the nature of work right now. At the same time, there are technical sides of this that I think we can discuss. For instance, there are three vendors who are currently approved to offer e-notary services. And our first question would be, what process was used to identify those three vendors? And secondly, are there plans to add more vendors over time? You know, if you don't mind, I'll let uh, Scott Clark talk about that since he was the head of that. Um, but I will tell you, he has talked to more companies than we have approved, some of which just weren't going to work, others of which I think are going to make changes uh, and come back to us. But Scott can speak to that the best. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. So the first place we started in the vendor approval process is we reached out to industries, the title industry, the banking industry, the legal community, and asked them if they had specific vendors that they would recommend. And those vendors then in turn reached out. We set up meetings. Um, I personally have actually been the one to sit through the demonstrations, review the software to make sure that it meets the strict standards that, that we would expect to see um, for compliance on Section 8 of the Executive Order. If you review the Executive Order, Section 8 is where um, the authority for the Secretary of State's office comes to approve software. Uh, under Section 9, we do not approve what particular software or means and methods are used under 9, but 8 is 
um, software is reviewed and, and approved by us. So we, we've had several meetings um, with different companies. Some of them were ready um, to present and those that were and um, had their processes in place, those were approved uh, as quickly as, as we could get through the process. So we have three who have been approved. Um, we have several more who I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from on making maybe some changes to their process just to make sure that we're in compliance um, with the minimum of the standards that are set out in the executive order. So what I hear you saying is that yes, we can anticipate more vendors coming online for the e-notary services over time. As long as they meet the minimum qualifications required, they can substantiate that they offer the security and service that we are looking for, particularly at the kind of scale we're talking about with the number of notaries in the state, the number of banks will be processing transactions, the number of businesses that will need those services. Absolutely. And, and I would add to that that, um, you know, the, the individuals who are going to then go use these services, I would highly recommend that they shop around, make sure that their needs are met um, versus saying, say, just taking the top one or, or the best known one. I would definitely shop around to make sure that uh, the, the options that they're looking for are there. That's why we wanted to, we didn't want to pick one vendor over another. We wanted to make sure that we were um, agnostic, if you will, about one provider over another. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that advice, particularly at a time when banks are moving as many of their services online as possible and are having vendors approach them constantly about workflow management or processing, anything that they can do to automate or move things to digital platforms. Uh, they need to have best of breed and they need to do a really good job vetting those vendors. But there's also another piece of the technology puzzle that we should talk about, and that has to do with video conferencing. We've already fielded several questions from banks uh, wondering if there is a particular video conferencing platform that they need to use, whether it's Zoom or FaceTime or Google Hangouts. And while I think this is addressed in the executive order, I, it would be wonderful, Mr. Secretary or Scott, if you could comment on uh, which video conferencing technologies are acceptable. Is there a list of vendors or is it more about using any video conferencing technology so long as it meets the requirements laid out on the Secretary of State's site? No, um, we are entirely ministerial in this respect. It's the same way we do elections. You do A, B, and C. We do E, F, and G. Uh, we don't take sides. We just mandate that you're not going to get approved unless you meet the requirements of the executive order. If you meet those requirements, we don't care what your company's name is. Of course, anytime we talk about electronic services and identity protection, identity verification, we're ultimately going to be talking about the potential for fraud. So what would you say to those who have concerns about security and fraud that come along with moving to an e-notary platform? What I would say is you have the potential for fraud and abuse now, um, but we actually feel uh, doing it with the remote, the electronic, having the, the live interactive audio-visual communication, you can have a record of that, which is far better than any evidence you have under the, under the previous uh, standard. So um, you should always be worried about fraud, potential abuse, but we feel this is actually more secure than the old style way of doing notaries. Mr. Secretary, that's the end of our questions related to e-notary, but I would like to give you the last word uh, on the coronavirus crisis itself. You know, the coronavirus crisis is continuing to linger on. Banks across the state are racing to implement as many services as they can, including paycheck protection to support businesses, communities, and customers. 
Is there anything you want to say to the bankers in the state as you and the rest of the state's leadership navigate this ongoing pandemic? You know, first thing I'd say is thank you. Thank you for helping us to get to this point, to get to where we have an executive order that, that, look, it's not as good as the legislation, but it's allowing commerce to continue. We will continue to work on it. We want to work with anyone in this state that has ideas on how we can move the state forward, regardless of whether or not we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but especially when we are. Um, And I would encourage the bankers uh, to get behind our uh, language that we have in the legislature. We're still going to get it, try to get it passed this session because I think that will give even more robust options for continuing commerce where we need to have uh, security and certainty with regard uh, to documents and transactions. But overall, thank you. And our office is open. Uh, we may not have the public walking in, but we're here at the office every business day and on some weekends, and we're glad to help you in any way we can. Thank you very much to Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft and Director of Business Services Scott Clark for joining us on Our Two Cents. Again, if you have any questions about the recent executive order, the list of approved vendors, or about the process to become an electronic notary, you can go to the Secretary of State's website, sos.mo.gov forward slash electronic notary to find more information. That information will be updated on a regular basis, so we highly encourage you to check in on that site. With that said, we will continue to put out more podcasts with more information about the coronavirus crisis and pandemic, so be sure you stay tuned in to Our Two Cents with MBA.